Still unclear. My weekly market review, February 19th, 2023. Those of us hoping for a clearer picture to emerge from the release of the January Consumer Price Index, CPI, measure of retail inflation, and other subsequent data were left sorely disappointed. If anything, things just became more confused. Stocks drifted nicely higher on Monday as traders laid their bets ahead of the high-stakes inflation reports that would arrive the next morning. When CPI came out pre-market on Tuesday, it showed that consumer prices rose at a more rapid monthly pace in January, interrupting a month-long streak of cooler month-to-month readings. Prices rose 0.5% last month, as what we paid for shelter, food, energy, and apparel in particular accelerated at a more rapid pace. In the 12 months through January 2023, inflation was 6.4% compared to 6.5% in December, and above the expectation of 6.2%. Core CPI, which excludes the food and fuel prices, rose by 0.4% in January on change from December's pace for a slightly lower annualized rate of 5.6%. Then on Thursday, we learned that the producer price index, PPI measure, of wholesale inflation felt by manufacturers for January rose 0.7% more than the expected 0.4% and is up 6% year over year down from the 6.5% rate in December. Excluding food, energy, and trade services, the year-on-year core CPI was up 4.5%, easing slightly from the month before. On the surface, the reports look to be saying that inflation was running mildly hotter. But looking deeper, you can see that a highly disproportionate portion of the retail price gains were attributable to housing. This was initially interpreted as positive, since pricing there tends to react slower than other parts of the economy, meaning that already existing recent rate hikes may have yet to be felt and might not need to be added to. On the wholesale side, the core PPI number still looks promising, although it wasn't quite as warm and fuzzy as it was expected to be. Simply put, these numbers tell us that inflation is still declining, but that the pace of that decline is slowing. In a sign that U.S. consumers are still willing to spend like crazy, even as prices and interest rates rise, the Commerce Department's report showed that retail sales surprisingly surged 3% in January, way above the estimates of a 1.8% increase, and almost three times the rate seen in the normally buoyant month of December. Paired with the recent January, also quite stunning, jobs report from the Friday before, The retail sales number gave another indication that the U.S. economy is proving massively more resilient to inflation and interest rate increases than anyone expected. Which on one hand is great for stocks, but on the other hand, gives the Fed the green light to just keep on lifting and holding rates. Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland President Loretta Mester and St. Louis President Jim Bullard both raised eyebrows on Thursday each separately expressing the opinion that there had been a strong case for a half percent hike at the last uh, meeting of the Fed, rather than the quarter percent that the committee actually went for. Neither Mester nor Bullard are voting members of the rate-setting committee anymore. 
and introducing the possibility of a full half percent bump in the upcoming March meeting. See my new feature FedWatch tool in the report. They also both strongly push back on the idea of any interest rate cuts this year. Creaking under the weight of all this mixed economic data and hawkish Fed speak, the stock market took a day or two to digest it all and then finally decided that it didn't really like what it saw and headed lower, led by the energy sector, which had a bad week. The interest rate market, however, was much quicker to sour on the data and futures market wages on where interest rates will be at the end of the year are finally starting to mirror the Fed's most recent forecasts of above 5%. Just a month ago, this probability was priced at just 2% by traders. By the end of last week, it was up to 69% and fast becoming consensus. Rebellious teenager from a couple of weeks back is grudgingly starting to listen to the parent. It was a clear narrative coming into 2023. The Federal Reserve had spent months pushing interest rates rapidly higher at a historic pace in a bid to tame inflation. And these moves would slow growth and the labor market so much that the economy would be at risk of plunging into a nasty recession. The worries about inflation aren't going away, but the growl of a recession is becoming increasingly distant, despite what is being screamed by eight months now of an inverted yield curve where interest rates in the short term are higher than long term ones, which traditionally shows a a strong sign of imminent recession. Employers added more than half a million jobs in January. The housing market is starting to show signs of stabilizing or even picking back up. Americans are still spending money like water, and many Wall Street economists and analysts have marked down the odds of a harmful recession this year. After months of asking whether or not the Fed could pull off a soft landing in which the economy slows but does not plummet, the new narrative is now that there may not be any landing at all, soft or hard, for a few months, that growth will simply hold up until it finally decides to either accelerate or fall off a cliff. Growth is the critical factor here that is propping up the stock market. It needs to stay strong because if stocks have to confront slowing growth alongside interest rates where they are, then market prices will drop likely very sharply.